It's going to be a good day. Monday we do have a little bit left available here. Check us out familyfarmbeefbox.com. Thanks. Have a good day. Welcome back to Pacific Sit Rep. Uh, I should call it geopolitical sit rep. I'm here with my co-host uh, Colonel John Mills, US Army. Thank you, sir, for coming on this morning. Hey Todd, uh, an honor and uh, good to see the uh Fort Moore jump towers in the background. I uh, yes, would, yeah. I fell off of those or was brought to the top and released from those in 1984. Formerly here, uh, well, I'm I'm here, which uh, formerly was Fort Benning, but now Fort Moore. Uh, Hal Moore, of course, everybody knows the story. We were soldiers, but uh, beautiful old post still, and uh, enjoying it here, uh, doing some work. But Colonel, you've been following what's happening around the world. What is on our plate this morning? Well, um, I think the most intense is the pushing and shoving that's going um, on off of uh, just off the Filipino coast. Uh, there's Scarborough Shoals, which is less than 100 miles off of Manila and uh, Subic Bay. And that has essentially been occupied by uh, occupied by uh, uh, China, and then down off of Palawan, uh, you got Second Thomas Shoals, where they have a, a beached. Uh, the Filipinos have a beached ship that they're trying to resupply. Uh, so it is getting very intense, and other countries are are getting involved, trying to escort Filipinos to go out and resupply their outposts. Uh, uh, much larger Chinese vessels are using fire hoses and you say, oh, it's just fire hoses. Those fire hoses could kill somebody. Uh, I mean, it was pretty powerful. So they can sink a ship, a uh, smaller ship, especially. And, uh, so this is, this is getting very serious. Um, they want these outcroppings cause they want to put, they want to be able to put missiles to keep America, uh, American Naval forces at risk and Chinese forces. I, two years ago, I posited that why invade Taiwan when you could do a dry run by invading the Philippines first? The Philippines are much less defended, and uh, they have a right-minded uh, 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 president, uh, Marcos, uh, in power who who wants to uh, you know says you know, we don't want to be part of China. We don't want to be part of China's uh, sphere of influence. We want to be with the West and uh, China, uh, the Philippines and America have a very strong historical connection. And uh, so this is this is where I think the conflict is really going to be begin uh, uh, here. It's interesting while all our old alliances are coming back in play or trying to. I mean, I, I as you, I'm sure, spent time in the Philippines. I was at Clark Airbase for some time and uh, flew all around that area. So know it well. It's always a fascinating place. Anyway, we'll see how close we get back with the Philippines going forward. You've mentioned there might be a, a shipyard or, or some type of facility there also, right? Yeah, it's big news. Uh, there's been an agreement between Hyundai Heavy Industries of South Korea, which owned this brand new shipyard they made back in the early 2000s. 
it didn't quite, it kind of went bankrupt. The Chinese were about to buy it. Um, um, and uh, fortunately, uh, uh, kind of an international consortium, I mean, Carlyle Group. I know we're, mm -hmm. we're not crazy about Carlyle, Carlyle Group for several reasons, but uh, they got involved. Um, uh, Huntington Ingalls got involved. America got involved. Uh, South Korea got involved. Hyundai got involved. And it looks like they put together an agreement to resurrect this shipyard, and it may actually be uh, it may actually be a repair become a repair facility, because the U.S. Navy maintenance backlog is horrendous, and we just literally do not have uh, the capacity for all the all the flow through of uh, ships and submarines that need re repair and regular repair and maintenance. So hmm. this might be part of the answer. However, Scarborough Shoals is less than 100 miles and they can easily put missiles there if they have not already uh the chinese so um, this is what the what the shoving is all going about and this is this is this was a really important event that uh preventing the chinese from buying that facility and uh, uh and then this international consortium and and again our backlog is horrendous so before we move on to the middle east talk to me about what your thoughts are on ukraine with the congressional action this week and and the struggle and the, and the you know to get more funding in the NDAA and all of that in Congress because it's been a mess. Well, it looks like funding has has been. Uh, uh, they did get funding in the NDAA. I'm not crazy about. Uh, I don't think I have to do some research, but I don't think an IG was uh, was uh, appointed. And what they need to appoint is an inspector general. Mm -hmm. um, this uh, the Taiwanese have been a, a bit uh, are, are beginning uh, to get a bit. Um, uh, what's the proper term, um, concerned because things they have bought are lagging in delivery. It's not exactly the same things we're giving to Ukraine, but just the staff capacity to overview both situations, it's sucked up by Ukraine. So, so this means there's less staff capacity to oversee and make sure the Taiwanese orders go through and are delivered properly and timely. So that continues, especially without an inspector general, um, to be a, a suck on, on uh, resources, on staff capacity. So very concerning there. So let's move to the Middle East. I'm, I'm next to a drive-in fast food thing here. So sorry for the noise, but uh, talk to us about, uh, you sent me something about a, a, a targeting a ship in the Red Sea. Yeah, the Hooties, uh, uh, there we are now it just we are in a full-blown attack on merchant shipping through the, the gulf of aden to the red sea to the suez what is that to american interests um you know that it's actually nominal to american interests but what it it means that uh, uh we need to get more european involvement but they lobbed a ballistic missile the hooties at the Maersk Gibraltar, which is a very large container ship, one of the, uh, I think it's 18,000 a ton and above, uh, or TEU, 20-foot equivalent unit and above. So one of the very large merchant vessels. Now, you're very unlikely to hit, but the report said it landed only uh, 50 meters uh, off the uh, port bow. And I'm going, wow, uh, that was close. That was close. And these ballistic missiles uh, have a lot of, uh, well, they easily have one to 2,000 pound warheads. So um, that's close. 
And, but I think it also sends a message that they could easily acquire the Chinese ballistic missiles that can target moving mm -hmm. uh, the DF-26 that can target mo uh, moving ships. I think that there's a message being sent here. Hey, because these are most likely Chinese ballistic missiles they're firing. And they're saying, hey, they give us the DF-26. We can accurately hit uh, these merchant vessels. Uh, I'm not, I would not be surprised to see that start happening in the near future, but, um, <coughs> me. um coming 50 meters away, that's 150 feet from a, a large ship. Uh, that's that thing would have hit the merchant vessel very likely would have sunk it. Let me ask you this in, in Gaza, the, the, the Israelis are talking about a 10 year war. Now, have you heard anything with any more U S involvement? Well, I, I think. When, because I heard the 10 year thing, I think they're more talking about the long term campaign to go after Hamas leadership around the world. And the Hamas cell, now I heard a report that they, the, all the Hamas leadership that, that's living in luxury in gutter have turned off their phones and disappeared because <laughs> they now know it's, it's that time of the game. So, right. I think that's the 10 year aspect, but I think it, it looks like most of Hamas in the north has surrendered and it looks where the, uh, the Israelis have come in through the mid and south sections, which surprised the uh, surprised Hamas uh, terrorists. A uh, number of them are, are surrendering. So I think we're, we're beginning to see the end of the Gaza phase of this war and a pivoting to the pursuit of leadership around the world. I think that's what they're talking about when they say 10 years. And it doesn't look like the North is going to, I think the North has thought better of uh, starting a Northern front. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they, they, uh, I think they see that uh, this is not going to end well for them. Um, and I think they're, they're holding fire because they don't want to be pursued. Uh, these, uh, the Israelis have a righteous anger here. This is, this was, this was uh, absolutely. And I, I know some, some on our side of the ledger, um, uh, don't seem to understand the gravi gravity and uh, uh, and the context of the situation. Um, this is, is, Israel is the only democracy in the in the Middle East, and it is a strategic partner to America. And uh, they they get a very cold shoulder from the Obama Biden team, um, but uh, uh, we should we should be on uh, Hamas is a terrorist group. There should be no affinity for Hamas. I completely agree. The only thing I want to find out, I think we should pursue until we do find out, is exactly how this was allowed to happen, because I do think it was allowed to happen. But that's. Yeah, I, I there, this was a huge. Uh, uh, um, yeah, was it allowed to happen? Uh, possibly. We need to know truth on this, because this was a huge, you know, 1,200 people died uh, in this horrible, horrible attack. And uh, we need to know truth on why. Yeah, I agree. And I think both populations are being used um, this, on the civilian side uh, for whatever bigger agenda there is uh, in this conflict. Uh, anything else, Colonel, do you want to talk about this morning? Yeah, I just have a uh, article out in Epic Times about two and a half wars. Uh, mm. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at war. It's here. Wars take various forms. We are in the middle of a war. We need the right right minded leadership back in the uh, back in the White House. The ring is closing on the on the Biden crime family. Um, the uh, uh, I, I noticed that the one of the uh, 
U.S. attorneys, the, the deputy U.S. attorney for Delaware, she was called in, gave closed door testimony yesterday, and now she's resigned from Department of Justice. It looks like she actively and willfully uh, uh, spiked the Hunter laptop information. So this is all tied together. People say, what does this have to do with Pacific SITREP? Well, it's because we have a leadership team that appears to be compromised uh, Very and, much so. and by, by China, and we need to know truth on this. Well, with the impeachment coming, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I agree with others that this probably won't pass the Senate. He won't be convicted, but the, that's not the point. The point is getting the information out to the American people so they can see what happened and what the consequences are globally and, and you know, geopolitically for this, uh, for this corrupt regime in the White House. Yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, my gauge is little Jamie Raskin of Maryland. You know, the more he squeals, the more we're on target. Well, John, thanks so much for coming on. We'll see you next week on uh, Pacific Sit Rep. And I, I, I may have to change the title of the show because this is not everything's interconnected. No, amen. And I'm wearing my Aloha Friday shirt because at uh, Indo-Pacific Command Camp Smith in the hill above Honolulu, uh, all every Friday you wear it's it's your Aloha shirt day. So I got okay. this Aloha shirt at the Costco in Honolulu on a trip to uh, Indo Pacific <laughs> Command. Very cool. Yeah, I did notice you were somewhere. That's that's awesome. So uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. You, you got it, Todd. Take care. Bye bye.